can I just say something? I, I love you, and I'm, I'm prefacing uh-uh. this by no, I love you. I think <laughs> okay. I, I, I love. I, I think you're bright. I think you're funny. I don't get a chance to talk to you outside. No, this, of this is fantastic. I love you too. No, I really do. I, I really do, do too. In fact, so much so that I'll, I'll get back to this because I jump all over the place. But in the last couple of months, and I know you don't. I'm not talking. I'm not bringing up anything you do on your other show. But you have referenced me. And you always say many that, times. Yes, and you reference me and by in my special, right? Which and we a, don't want to raise a bunch of Howie Mandels. Correct. But Can I just I, say something? Yes. I took that like a badge of honor. I was so moved well, and so I loved it. The first but, time I yes, okay. The first okay. time I referenced you was early in the pandemic, right? And it was much more involved, but uh, I it was the same premise that. But it was so respectful to you because, and this, see, I have proof that I love you because it's on tape and you could see it. And I remember it was like, you know Howie Mandel. We all know Howie. We all love Howie. Right. I said that. But I don't take it. I know, no, no, I know. And then I said, by his own admission, and I quoted you. Right. Saying, I wouldn't wish this, whatever the quote was. Right. You know, because I know it is a burden. This is a fucking burden. And I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. So I'm... and you're a very smart guy who knows what he's saying. That was not a slip of the tongue. And I'm, I'm glad no. you've mentioned it many times. But every time you mention it, <laughs> I get a barrage. Oh. And I don't know if you get the same thing. I get a barrage on social media. Do you know what the fuck he said about you? Do you know he's oh. putting you... Like, it's so mis... mis well, you can't... Interpreted. Right. As far as, like, I, he's making fun of your mental health. I don't... He's, I don't do the show or say the things I say for the benefit of slow people who can't follow interesting conversation. I just don't. That's why we're here at Club Random. We don't have dummies here, and I, you know, I, I can't uh, stop the dummies from coming. Well, I wanted to come here to tell you that I love what you do. Thank I watch you. everything oh, that you do. Thank you. And uh, but and I did not expect. I've never been. You've never invited me over. You've never invited. This me sounds over. like the beginning of The Godfather. No, but this, look at this place. <laughs> well, the this years, you never asked me to come for coffee, and now you come here on the day of my daughter's wedding. You do impressions. I've, I remember watching your stand-up. You, don't do, you do impressions? That is not justice. Can I just say something? <laughs> You're moved. That's a talent. That I, and I thought, if I had a buzzer, a golden buzzer, I would send you on to the next... <laughs> it's not to the good. next. I'll take you to Hollywood. You're going but to Hollywood. I must say, pursuant to this theme that we've struck out on... This little endeavor of sitting here and doing this podcast has been the number one reason of wonderfulness is because there are so many people, not so many, but Dr. Drew was here, Adam Carolla, Mike, people who like I like, and I'm not young anymore. I've known them a long time, like I've known you a long time, and I never really knew them. And in an hour... I feel like we took our relationship from nice, nice, nice to here. Oh, I know this person. You know? Right, and you could talk about anything And that's here. why I wanted you here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't invite someone here who I didn't feel that way about. But I got to tell you. This is not a place where you're going to, you know. You know, I'm a recluse. It's not an interview. It's not a. No, it's, it's just hanging, and I love this. Yes. See, I'm a recluse. I am. I don't know that people know that about me. Well, they, would, they a, would infer that from the disease. Right. <laughs> but you're not going to be at Coachella. <laughs> no, I've never gone. I have no desire to go. Gonna, it doesn't even sound like not fun. Gonna body surf. Nothing. Nothing. Not going to surf. Surf. No, I don't. I don't want to touch things. <laughs> the point is, that's why I was scared being here. I didn't know. I thought. So don't pass the joint. 
No, I'm sober I mean right the, now. I mean the clove. No, I, I, I was a big smoker. Oh, really? Yes. So I'll tell you that. I'm halfway through three stories, and I haven't said anything. But that's okay. <laughs> 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 I am. <laughs> the, the, Welcome uh, to Cleverhead. COVID fucked me up royally. And uh, oh. because of sure. you don't want to be of Howie course. Mandel's. And my uh, panacea was you're holding it. You know, I, I was smoking oh, a lot. That's my brand, Panacea. Yes. <laughs> that, but I smoked a lot. I, I can't do anything in um, moderation. Is that right? Nothing. So I would, uh, if I smoke, I have to smoke till I'm not conscious. And if I can't get enough pot till I'm not conscious, I would take a drink. And then if there wasn't enough to drink, I would eat like seven gummies. And if wow. I'm not... Until I was, so uh, I, I was. Can, I, I can do virtually everything in moderation. Really? really? Yes. <laughs> what yeah, makes I'm just a careful type of person who like, doesn't like to induce pain or things that could make me unhappy in my life. So, I, yes, I, I But feel sometimes like, I'm unhappy and, the, and, and I don't want pain or anything. So to be numb or unconscious is an easier place to be, right? Can I ease your mind? I, if you can, you'd be a miracle worker. <laughs> I'm a mess. Spare a minute to ease your mind. Go ahead. Wouldn't it be weird if, like, I'm, I'm going to be 67 this year. Me too. And, and I, well, I'm, next, 55? next year. Were you born in 55? 56, January. I'm born in 55. What, what month? November. So we're two months apart. We're two months apart. But wouldn't it be we weird? We could have if, almost crawled out of the same womb. Yes. Thank God we didn't. That we poor did. woman for two I, months. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to share a pussy with you. But the point that I'm making is that for 66 years I have suffered and I'm yes. medicated and I go to therapy and I've talked to psychiatrists. Wouldn't it be weird if I was totally cured like right now on your podcast by you? <laughs> Well, now that we've built it up this way, I realize it's really not that impressive, but it's kind of impressive. What were you going to say? The Queen. Of England? 96. Yes. She beat it. She beat what? COVID. Well, it's not the fear of COVID. Oh. It's not the fear. You know, it's the fear. Well, it was, you see, I have fear of just getting, I got COVID, by the way. And I hear everyone has COVID. Yeah, I did. This is my second day. This is the second day I have been negative. You know, I I was, I was, I was testing positive. And you kept the booking. What a man of honor. Yeah, but I've been, I was positive for like three weeks, but I wasn't that sick. But just recently. Yeah. Right. Because it, it's not that. I don't like, it's the, so OCD, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder is just this, when you are, cognizant of the fact that your thoughts and your fears are not making sense, but you can't stop that thought or that fear, and it becomes repetitive, so much so that you have to, it stops your life. See, I know that shaking somebody's hand. Right. It's a kind of exquisite torture when your one half of your brain knows something, but the other half can't follow it, right? or can follow it, but you can't do anything about it. Like, I can say in the midst of right. any of these things, I can go, this is fucking nuts. This is fuck," And that drives you... I understand, I've, I've used this analogy before, but Howard Hughes was a... Yes. <coughs> I, I brought him up in that same editorial where I brought you up. Right, I was a we, very it, intelligent man who ended his final oh. years 
That's, Alone in oh. a room, naked, pissing into P- bottles. Right. I can't tell you how close I am to that every waking moment of my life. And the thing about it was, yeah. one of the many things that I talk about and I have met throughout the years is germophobia is not the biggest issue I have. It is repetitive thoughts and rituals and things that just stop me. But sometimes, like uh, anybody else, if you shake somebody's hand and you feel right. it's a little bit, so you'd go, right. oh, it's a little clammy. And then you can move on in your life. I go, it's a little bit clammy, and I go, I'm going to go wash my hands. And then I go wash my hands, and I go, you know, I didn't, I, right. I, didn't, I, I, I don't think I got everything. And then I got to go back, and I go back, and I go back, and I could you spend know, hours just, and at the same time, simultaneously, I'm going, are you fucking nuts? Nothing's going to happen to you, Hallie. And even if you did get a cold from this person, what the fuck are you going to do? Get out of the bathroom, stop screaming at everybody, stop locking yourself away, and I don't have the power to stop myself. And therein lies the rub. Yeah, that's kind of a torture. So what happened during COVID was there was some comfort in, you know, everybody making fun of the fact that I, that I, uh, you know, fist bump. There was some comfort in my world going, Howie, don't worry about it. Howie, the queen, she's fine. Howie, <laughs> nobody is sick here. To when the whole world shut down, misery doesn't love company. Right. And I was in the most miserable place in the world. And it was this nightmare that I couldn't get out of. And the only way that I could possibly shut down was just to uh, black out. What do you think plants such a thing in your brain? Where does it begin? You say right from the beginning with you? Like why? Um, why I, I you? Think, what got in your brain? What, I'll tell you. What? I know I know exactly what got in my brain. Really? So, yes. And so, when? OC, I'll tell you. OCD is, you know, the, the inability to, um, it's like a skipping record, right? Regardless of what the thought, somebody has to walk in a door, they have to tap the door three times and they can't walk into a room they tap it three times. My germophobia, I had OCD, but how it was going to affect me was molded by when I was five years old, I, um, I was in Miami and I was sitting on the beach and I got bit by a sandfly. And the sandfly laid its larva in my, in my hand. I didn't know this. And I, um, I had like these mosquito bites when I went home and they were really itchy. I remember being a little kid and I would scratch the mosquito bite and then I'd watch the mosquito bite crawl away under my arm. And then all over my body, I had these things growing under my skin oh. and they would scratch away. So my, uh, oh. my mom took me to a dermatologist. Oh. The dermatologist went fucking nuts. He goes, this is great. And we're having an international dermatology convention this week. Can I bring your son? And they brought me, I'll never forget this. They brought me, I was probably five or six years old. They brought me and I was sitting in, um, uh, it was kind of like, I guess it was a theater. And they put me on a gurney. They tied me down to the gurney. They took off my clothes. I'm standing there, my t- lying there in my tidy whities And the guy explains that we haven't seen this in humans before. This is um, cattle get this disease where uh, sandflies lay their larva under the skin. Oh. And, I, and, the, and the people are asking questions. What do you think you're going to do? He says, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, get rid of them with liquid nitrogen. And they brought in a, a tank. Li- liquid nitrogen is like dry ice. It's right. like... It's crazy cold. I, I have no, I'm not a science major, but it, it, they freeze it, but essentially they burn it. I had no uh, anesthesia or anything. And he starts dropping the liquid nitrogen on, on these bumps. 
And I remember a blood-curdling scream, and I look at my skin. It was sizzling, and these larva bumps were bubbling up, and, and they were um, blistering. Right. Like he was burning me alive. My mother screamed, ran up, ripped off the... Uh, Ripped off the, uh, they had me tied down so I wouldn't, I wouldn't move under oh. this thing. Took me to the car and took me home and it wouldn't take me to the doctor. And then every night what my mom would do, we would pick one and she took a dry, rough cloth every night. At first it started really good, you know, felt good. And she would rub it and rub it and rub it and rub it until my skin would break and bleed and the eggs, the larva would come out. And over the, it took a year to get them all. We would do one a night and they were all gone. From that time on, I never wanted to touch anything. And that's that embedded in my mind. I don't want to touch anything after hearing that story. Sorry. I know, no, it's just it's funny. Isn't it's it? so yeah. harrowing. It's so. It's traumatic. Well, and also, yes, it's tra- <laughs> honestly, it's traumatic just listening to it because you realize that the littlest thing that you could not in any way prevent. So, as a control freak, this makes my alarm bells go off because like I guess I could prevent this if I was never went on a beach but that's not going to happen I go on beaches you know but it didn't have to be sand crabs or whatever it was it could be anything that could happen tomorrow but I think the PTSD of it all is the fact and maybe triggering my OCD is the fact that if I shake your hand and I feel a little bit of, no, I, of sweat then my mind goes to oh, there is something in my skin. There's something on my skin. There's something foreign there. Right. It's going to get in there. And it's kind of like if you go to war, you know, if somebody slams a door, it's not a, it's not a gunshot. But again, I, th- I think this is still, we're describing this phenomenon of one part of your brain right. understands that's the discussion we're having. And the other part, the lizard part, shall we call it. Yes. You know, and I'm just wondering if there's a way to hypnotize you or something. So I've tried everything. I've tried I'm hypnosis. I'm sure you have, of course. Uh, and I've, I've gone everywhere. Uh, you know, um, that saying of ignorance being bliss is, um, it's true. Right. I wish I was ignorant. I wish I wasn't aware of who was right. around. I wish I didn't understand what happened to me when I was a child. I wish, and I do suffer. So when, you, when I hear you on television saying, we don't want this happening to other people. Right. And the reference is the Howie Mandel. We don't want to raise that. And, and I feel this way, like I, when I have grandchildren right. now, and I was concerned. What? What do you mean? It's just depressing that my friends now have grandchildren. I've had grandchildren for years. I've been married for 42 years. Me too. No, you have. <laughs> <laughs> If you've been on a video conference recently, you know that the experience can be awful. Slow video, people cutting out, and the worst part, trying to pretend to your boss that you give a shit about your job. That's where SignalWire comes in. SignalWire is a technology arsenal that allows developers to create better real-time video communication apps quickly. Because that's what we need, more apps. SignalWire empowers developers to create more natural, real-time interactive experiences. And SignalWire provides developer-friendly APIs and SDKs to help you get your app up and running with a few clicks and a snippet of code instead of months of complex development work. It's been the choice of TV and film studios for remote looping and audio recording because it does what other video tech simply can't do. 
Visit signalwire.com random to sign up for a free account and receive an additional 5,000 video minutes for testing your app or integration. Go to signalwire.com random. Get communications APIs from the OGs of software-defined telecom at SignalWire. Go to signalwire.com random today. As the saying goes, where there's smoke, there's fire. But with a solo stove fire pit, there's a fire but no smoke. Which is great because life's best moments happen around a roaring fire, like making s'mores with my imaginary kids. I mean, you know if I like kids. Or s'mores. With Solo Stove, instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you could sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. The smokeless design is so much more safe and more enjoyable. Because sometimes smoky fumes from a fire get in the way of me enjoying my other, you know, preferred smoky fumes. The fires are easy to start, and there's no messy cleanup. And upgrade your backyard with the Solo Stove Fire Pit and create story-worthy moments without the fireside fumes. Solo Stove Fire Pits are brilliantly engineered to be easy to use, and they're built to last. It's easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. They're so confident you'll love it, they offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Right now, you can shop Solo Stove's best deals yet during their Memorial Day sale. And use promo code RANDOM at solostove.com for an extra $10 off. That's solostove.com, promo code RANDOM for $10 off on top of their incredible Memorial Day discounts. But hurry, the Memorial Day sale ends May 30th. You know, as a kid, I always dreamed that one day I'd grow up and I'd, I'd be invited into these, I'd go, I'd have money and I'd be able to go into these clubs and into these places and see these places. I never dreamed that I would know somebody that builds these places in I his own backyard. I certainly didn't build this. I, this but you book, have it. I have it. But I mean, it's not that impressive. It's just cool. But look, it's, it's a little like, rat skeller. People call it a man cave. It's not a man cave. Man cave is, is for married guys. You know, uh, I and, don't know who you're... And there's a fucking singing bass on the wall. This I'm is telling like, you that you're... It's a cool little nightclub. And everybody's going, wow. And you have... But, I'm not going to give away where you but, live, but there are acres out there. You not, have gardens. You have... <laughs> explain to me the... Uh, there's no... I'm telling you... You have a trampoline. I do, do have, have a trampoline. So what? A trampoline is very good for your health. The lymph system. The lymph system... You're, 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 fucking with me. I am not fucking with you. In fact, you know... The image... I'm, I'm not high, but the image of you alone on jumping up I, and down on a trampoline is really... I, do it, I want I to laugh. I'm laughing it, on the instant. I do it every day, and this is the kind of thing that we can alone get... Alone on a trampoline. Alone on a trampoline. The, the Bill Maher story. Uh, <laughs> my, my career went... How my career went I have up an and image down, now. Up and down, up and down. But you're no. just standing there, not <laughs> smiling. Nobody's no, there. I, and first of all... It's, it's good for the limp. It's fun. Plans. It's fun. And, you know, this is the kind of thing... I am healthier than most people in this country who, like you, laugh at me when I say things like that. Oh, you're so funny. I find it so interesting. Body positivity. Obesity, the most unhealthiest thing you but can you do. But serious? But that's body positivity. But if you, like, live very healthy, you're a health nut. Aaron Rodgers, he's a nut. Kyrie Irving, nut. Djokovic, these are nuts. But they're not nuts. It, and there is uh, a very good reason why you would want to stimulate your lymph gland on a trampoline. Because unlike the heart, the lymph does not have a pump. Right. And that motion is very good. And the lymph gland gets rid of toxic material, maybe there is an answer to your problem that involves 
alternative okay. thinking to just the, maybe there's a physical part of it. Maybe it involves the lymph gland. Maybe if you got on that trampoline, we would be having a completely different discussion. I'm gonna, can I jump on it later? <laughs> no, I, you I, should I jump on this idea. I really That's am, what you should you jump on. it's so weird. Like I, everything you're saying makes so much sense. I, it does. But I'm, I saw that on the outside. I have to tell you that it went from a ridiculous image that I couldn't get out of my head to uh, you just sold me. I mean, the uh, whole I'm going to go home now, and I'm going to get a trampoline, and I'm going to go, honey. I'm in absolutely. Back. Are you being serious? I am totally I'm being look, serious. I'm it. Are you fucking with me? I'm not fucking with you. The trampoline. It's it's. Look at Perhaps. it up on your. Get your magic light box and Google it. It's. Uh, I'm going to continue. No, 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 no. What, what do I Google? Like I want to. I think you're fucking with me because I'm I'll not, go out. I mean, trampoline lymph. I would, you know... Trampoline, bet- so people... Because I asked everybody, what is that trampoline? They didn't know. Nobody said he does that for but exercise. even if I just wanted to have it for Jimmy Kimmel to come over with the girls on trampoline then bed... Then it makes sense. <laughs> then I wouldn't even laugh at that. That is... But the fact that you are going, you know, I can't do the meeting now. I got a half hour of jumping to do. It's not a half hour. <laughs> how, it takes how like long? a minute. One minute of jumping a yes, day? Yes, that would be fine. Trampoline lymph? I think uh, so. I, 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 I think if you if it Googled trampoline. Trampoline lymphatic system. There you go. Oh, are you being, bounce away, lymphedema, lymphatic trampoline. And the, lymph- the health, perfect for seniors? Old people should be on trampolines? Yes, everybody should. Look at this. The benefits of the Bellicon mini trampoline. Weight control, back pain, osteoporosis. I was making cardio, the immune system. But diet isn't even important. But we got to bounce to health. <laughs> Everything is important, but this certainly you never see here's the thing. You never know exactly because my big theme on medicine is that everyone overestimates how far we are along in understanding the human body. My view is that we're at the infancy. Just because we we aren't as dumb as we were 100 years ago, we were just painfully dumb then, and now we're just com- not. We're, we're very dumb. So you think we're all going to die, and you're going to be on your trampoline alone? No, I don't. I don't think healthy? I can prevent my death either. But I'm just saying, as long as they can't figure your shit out, they can't figure cancer out. There's lots of stuff they haven't figured out. I'm not saying, hey, you dummies, why don't you get on it? I can't even like approach the problem. It's not How did my. You know area. about that? Did your doctor tell you to do it's, that? It's not that hard to find information like that. But I would never put lymphatic system and no. trampoline in the same search. No, but if you but if you had from... read one book on alternative medicine, you would have come across that. Really? Yes. The trampoline, because I do read. It's a major part of like. Yeah, not major, but yes, but it's something that every I've read it a million times in books that are talking about how can we get away from the pharmaceutical approach where everything is handled with either pharmaceutical or surgery? How can we keep ourselves healthy so we don't need these uh, heroic incursions later in life? And wow. at some point, you it's doing always this. just been the trampoline. It's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact that it was there and we didn't know the cure. No, but I love the way you keep making this a great sketch by coming back to that. You're right. That's exactly how you make this a great sketch. You just keep coming back to every time I get all <laughs> high and mighty, you're like, it's the no. fucking... <laughs> so you're, you're, you read it, it's real, but you're still okay with mocking it because underneath you're the comedian and you see this is the comedic 
w- rude. But this is like, that's you realize what got it's me. true, but the premise is too good. Right, but a sense of humor is you can sense the humor in everything, in the darkness, in the reality, in information. Right. And uh, my approach is always humor. Okay. Yeah, always. And I, it, sometimes it gets me in trouble because then the per- you have a great sense of humor. The person that I'm talking to thinks that I'm um, belittling the idea. Now let's talk about how good it is to put vegetables in your anus. <laughs> that one I'm kidding. I oh, just okay. thought as long as I Google, I was going to Google it. As long as I've got you going, you put a carrot I in mean, your ass because hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, did you? You didn't just make that up. Uh, I've never put a carrot in my oh, ass. Oh, that's such an amazing joke, though. Oh, thank you. Hindsight ass is twenty twenty. Are you explaining it to that, me? I mean, I just said that, it. I know, but like that's like you think it would take no, weeks I don't, to come I, up. I, I like that's to, a great joke. I joke. I'm not. I'm not a, so funny a around carrot the carrot up my ass because hindsight. You, you, that's one of those where you're like, who would call me now? Certain. <laughs> who's certainly? It's, I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna. I don't know who it is. Uh, I know who it is. It's oh, the, you do. It's the people who make trampolines. I, I gave them your number. You know I that I think as I've much got, as I'm making fun of this, you know that I'm going to have a trampoline sh- in my backyard tomorrow. I'm so you neurotic should. about looking it's, for, and I'm open to anything. I'm open to almost anything. I, am I saying this is going to cure you? Of course not. But, uh, but one it, less thing. To, I'm make, not going to worry well, about my lymphatic all, system. Your lymphatic system is so important. I know. And people don't people underplay our lymphatic a, system. Like, I'm in not, fact, when they say, how are you, when the average person but, comes up to you and says, how are you, they're not even concerned about just, your lymphatic system. To, Stop calling. We, okay. Can't you, do you know how to turn I, I, it on? No, I don't know how to. I, there. That's the problem. People there don't know how to turn their phone on. Okay. Um, but I had it on because you weren't here when this started. I, I, I was like right on time, wasn't I? No, no, no. You had people. Me. This is your house, okay. And I heard people yelling okay. outside. So, do we, you have Bill? Okay. Does anybody have Bill? Well, so, we Mike went ten minutes over. Ten minutes. This is show business. That's not that bad. No, I don't mind waiting. And then I was five minutes. Well, you. No, were, I was neurotic. I thought it was a joke on me. I was sitting here. There's cameras. There's lights. I mean, I, I thought you were going to do something to me. <laughs> I felt I was going to be left alone. I always feel well, like that. There's a joke on me. Well, I always feel like people are fucking with me. Is that right? I do. I do. I yes, have this very... I just, of course. You thought I was with the limp thing. I always think it. That's... I didn't have a friend in the world as a kid. And I just think that people were always, they're either fucking with me or they're yelling at me or they're mad at me. But, Howie, I have, like, <laughs> even if I was a bad person, I have so no reason to fuck with you. Thank Nor you. would I, out of respect. Thank even, you. Even if... Even I didn't think you were a tremendous talent, and you know, thank you. Thank you, you. Like we started around the same time. Yeah, we did. And you what know, year did you start? Seventy nine. I started seventy seven. But we're the same age, so it's basically yeah. the same thing, right? And like you know, it's a little like being in the army, where you go into battle and a lot of guys get killed, right? And you know, we're like two guys who made it through the battle. Oh, Not that what we I do. Think we're just heading into it now. Don't you no, I mean that? the battle of like show business. I feel like we're just heading into a battle. Well, we, we're no, both I'm doing saying fine. We were, <laughs> we're still working. That's what I. We're mean. in show business. We're communicating, right? We succeeded. Yeah, we can afford a trip. Okay, well, a lot of guys didn't. I'm just saying. They so, gave up. Well, you know, there's a million reasons why it does. It doesn't happen. And a lot of it is luck. 
Sometimes you're just lucky, and there are but some very willing, talented people who just were sort of in the wrong era or the wrong place at the wrong time. And then where did they go? They stopped. Well, they did something else, but they that could have stopped. You didn't stop. Well, don't you think that's what it is? I always think the difference between somebody who is... <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to be nice to the losers. No, I'm kidding. But I'm uh, thinking... But, no, that, no. but it's true. Luck is, a, is an element. It is absolutely an element. In everything we do. The yes. fact that you cross the street and you don't get hit by a car is luck. Well, you know, it's a complete luck. No. Fluke. Wealth. Like, what makes a person wealthy? Very... Wealthy, you're talking about financially? Yes. Like, do you think that's luck? Well, I don't. If, if you're born for, with rich parents, that's luck. That's how you were born. If you can throw a baseball 100 miles an hour, you can make a lot of money. That's, that would not lucky. have made you a lot of money in 1780. That was lucky. You're right. You're it's, born at the it's, right time. It's fluke. I mean, look at us. We did very well. But isn't it? What, because why? We, we are jokesters, yes. you know? <laughs> You're right. No, but yes. Well, there was a time when that would not have paid very well. But you know what? It, but, but here's what I always say about success is most people in life, our philosophy in life, I always talk about this, you know, at hump day, you always hear them advertise hump day. <laughs> well, for, here at this call, Brandon, I would imagine that's every other day <laughs> oh, when you're not on the trampoline. Oh. <laughs> but, but the connotation is Wednesday. You're halfway through a week of doing, of trod, you know, just trotting along in this shithole right. of a job, <laughs> doing what you don't want to do to maybe, hopefully, the right. brightest spot is to get to the weekend mm-hmm. to just not do the shit you don't want to do, but not do anything. Nobody, most people don't wake up in the morning excited about something to do. Even if that something is even a stamp collection. Nobody has passion about anything. Most people don't. You're supposed to go to school, you get a job, you pay the rent, you get married, you have kids. It's not fun. That's what you do. That's the difference between a job and a career. A job, you don't enjoy it, you're just doing it. A career... You're, but it doesn't even have to be a career. I swear lucky. to you, I swear to you that I would be, I don't sound like a happy guy, but I feel happy. There are portions of my life that are very satisfying, and, and one of them is comedy. And when I found comedy by accident, April 19th, 1977, Yuck Yucks in Toronto, I got dared to go on that stage. And I had never been on stage before. I didn't aspire to be a comedian. I didn't aspire to be in show business. I didn't want to do it. I also have ADHD. Uh, one of the effects of ADHD is you don't think of ramifications. You just act out or react to. And I said, okay. And thinking that the joke would be, I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare. Thinking the joke would be, they'd go, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel. And my two people that I knew in the audience would laugh that I got introduced. Why the fuck am I being introduced? It's, I'm not a comic. And I went on stage. They went, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel. And I walked on the stage. And then I realized, there's, no, no there's, this is not a joke. And I'm standing there by the mic. And I see the lights. And terror just dripped through me. And it was just terrifying. I'm looking at all these strangers. And I started going. And if you look at all my old YouTube videos, you look at all. I started going, oh, oh, oh okay, all right, okay, all right, what? Oh, okay, okay. And my fear, people started giggling at my fear. So that was... That's me. The origin so I, of... The origin of everything. And I'm going, okay, okay, okay. And they started giggling at my fear. And then I started going, what, what? Okay, all right, all right. And I put my hands in my pocket. And in my pocket, I had rubber gloves because I, if I'm out in public... The first time you had the rubber yeah, gloves? Yeah, because I go to public bathrooms. I didn't want to touch anything. 
Whoa! So of I, course, yeah. So That's I take a rubber work. glove. I don't know what to do. I now go, okay. it's all making sense. Yeah, I go, this okay, movie. okay. And I just pulled it over my head. I couldn't think of what to do. I just want to fucking die. I wanted to hide. And I pull it over my nose, and I'm breathing. The fingers are going up, and the audience is going crazy. And I pop it off. I blow it up, and I pop it off my head. And I heard them all applaud. I went good night, and I ran. And Mark Breslin, who owns the club, <laughs> says, "You've got to come back tomorrow night." And I go. To, to, to do what? He goes, do what you did. And I go, what the fuck did I do? He goes, no, it was great. And I started going there. And it was the first time in my life where I got enveloped by, you know, I felt, I never felt a room full of people like enjoying my presence. I never felt like just to be enveloped in laughter and joy. And I promise you, if I was a, if I was right, a janitor because- today, if one time a week I could go show up at a club and be embraced by an audience, to me, I don't care about and notoriety or how much money I Laughter have. doesn't have to physically touch you. <laughs> that's wow. why it's great for you. What? It really is. It is. It is. It, I does, it doesn't fit. But it touches me without touching Of course, touching but not physically. You're right. I never even thought of that. That's it. So that was, that's like this visceral embrace that I always am looking for. That's and it. now. That's your breakthrough. It is. I'm sorry, our time's up. <laughs> no and and now it's harder than ever now but, now and i swear to you i want to be once a week but now i'm i i have a fear but the part of your brain that can still fucking think i mean it must recognize that you you know have stayed on television for i mean the, the american public doesn't keep people around on tv in various forms for decades, unless they like them, they just no. like them. But I think they like you, might, you. You might disappoint. You might disagree with me. They even like me. I don't. They, so they that love shows you. How far the taste can but go? But it's because you enjoy what you do. Of course, and you're incredibly authentic to what you do, and you're not a people pleaser as much as you're a bill pleaser. And it just so happens, which makes me a people pleaser right. to the right people. Right, but you can. <laughs> but people can smell not the, the wrong people. But there's always more right. people that don't like. You know, I, I've told this story so many I times. I don't care about them. The people that don't like you? But I, I become aware, you, you know. can't. In the 80s when I hit hard. Because then you'll piss off the people who do like you. Right. But, <laughs> but you know, I tell this story many times. When I, when I finally, when I hit after I did uh, my first HBO special, yeah. I sold out Radio City Music Hall two shows in one night. Wow. In, in the 80s. Yes, in like I remember a, when you were a sensation. I was. Not, not anymore, but I was. No, no, no. <laughs> now you're <laughs> no, just sensational. You're, right. But you only get to be a sensation once. Right. So I, I, but I sold it out, and I remember, you know, I'm a putz from Toronto, oh. and 7,000 people were uh, teaming out onto 7th Avenue or wherever the uh, radio city is in between shows, and 7,000 people were coming in, and I'm in the dressing room, and my wife and I are looking out the window in Manhattan, and, and, you know, there's 14,000 people in the street going in and out. There's stanchions and there's cops and there's, and my wife goes, this is all for you. This is all for, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, this is not even a dream you had. It was just years ago. Like at that time, it was like right. seven or eight years ago. You were a goofball selling carpet in Toronto. Like, what are you right. thinking? And I said, if you want to be honest, this is what I'm thinking, that this is a city of 10 million and 9,886,000 people don't give a fuck I'm here. Well, that is certainly looking at the bong as half empty. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm, I'm bo- always, okay, but, but there's always more people that don't agree with you, that don't like you. 
And I, I, I rest well, on that. Let's not dwell on that's cray cray. Okay, you need well, the, you need guy. the you need the trampoline. I do. Uh, but let me ask you this: at that moment when you're at the Paramount Theater, like Frank Sinatra, and you look out the window, and there are all the Bobby Soxers lined up around the block to see you. Maybe I'm mixing these two stories up. But I know you're in a hotel. I know you're looking down on people, not in a bad way, just they're from <laughs> just a, for measurement. Just all, right, and they're all there to see you. And you're, you said you were there with your wife. On heart of hearts, did you think, oh boy, I wish I was single right now? Because, I mean, you know. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This is. You're, you're, not gonna this. That, that you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Germs. Groupies have germs. <laughs> I, I thought that. It's that. I thought that. But you know, you want to know something? I've never been able to um, get an erection. <laughs> That's a great game show. Just finish my sentences. No, I didn't want to fuck anybody that wanted to fuck me because I'm, oh. I'm because I'm successful. Oh, you you definitely need my therapy. Yeah, you're going to have to come twice a week. <laughs> I will, but I didn't. You know, it always. I just wanted people to like me. I just want to be. I want somebody to like me. I don't want somebody to to. You know what? To want to fuck me because they saw me on TV acting like an idiot putting a glove on my head. That's never been... I, I really crave people to, to like me. Does that sound really w- weird? No, that's common in show business. So, I mean, I crave that. Everyone, nobody would be on the stage unless they crave people to like them. It depends on what you do with that. If it's, if it's like but I don't this... Wanna, but why would I want to fuck somebody just because they saw me on TV? I don't know, but it's a very popular thing to do. <laughs> I can't hear it come random. I can't get just in the world over. I mean, people enjoy, come on. Don't make this about me. When people enjoy, wait, wait, wait. when I say fuck somebody just because they see on TV, it's not only <laughs> okay. you. Okay, all right. You're not That's the what only. I'm you, made, you made yeah. it about you. No, I didn't. I was look when men, you know, men, they're just scalawags, and so. You know, are you a pirate? <laughs> I haven't heard that term. Scallywags. Well, I was trying to. Have you, you ever know, raped and pillaged? You know what, Harry? A lot of children watch this podcast, yes, and I want to clean it up for them. Men are scallywags. They are, and oh, and, enough and, of these shenanigans. So you know, <laughs> so when they are te- presented with temptation from the opposite sex. Or today, the uh, same sex, <laughs> trans sex. I don't know. You whatever sex people is, on this podcast. Whatever sex is tempting to you, you know they have a, a predilection through history of being weak. Weak. They're I weak. get being horny and just want to weak. Fuck. Weak. I get that. But there's something about yeah. you know. I I I feel. I don't want to feel that. Now I sound like a. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be used. <laughs> You don't want to be used. I don't want to be used. I want you to like me if you're going to fuck me. I don't mind being used. Just put me back where you found me. <laughs> That's my policy. I Is use. that weird? I'm, I'm very old-fashioned. I guess I'm not a scallywag. No. <laughs> I thought as one from... Have you no. ever used that outside you're of this? Big. Like, have you ever said that just really serious to somebody? Or, you know, Dave. That, that Dave is such a scallywag. I, I, well, you're saying, I think it's scallywag. Um, well, I was just, I, I did this first time I've heard it in a long time. It's scallywag? I don't know. I think scallywag is I don't even is know Canadian. what it is, and we could be canceled tomorrow for saying it. We could, I have no idea. The people of scallywag. <laughs> in today's is atmosphere. That, you want me to Google that? I've Googled the... Uh, no. Okay. No, no. No. I've, no, no. I've, I've, I don't I've, see you often... 
No phones. No, I know, but the point okay. is that the, I've never... We'll find out The later. fact that I've spent this much time with you, I've never had to Google so much stuff. <laughs> Lymphatic system on the trampoline and a scallywag. That, and then well. if you look, if my wife looks through my history... Of what a scallywag and lymphatic. I, go, I was at Bill's. <laughs> I was at Bill's. Why do you have trampolines, lymphatic system, and scallywag? Mar. If, it's Mar. If that is the worst thing she finds on your phone, she's a very lucky woman because, you know, husbands have horrible things on their browser history. I mean, I that's don't, a. I don't have horrible things. No, you have don't. Have you ever said, like, you're a single guy, I want to know. Have you ever taken a dick pic? No. No. I can't imagine. Okay. Like, if I'm not. I'm not single no, if, or anything, but I can't even imagine, like, because I'm so, I live so much outside of myself. I can't imagine just the, like, so I don't know what, like, I wouldn't know how to light it. I don't know <laughs> how to, like, where do you, I don't can know. It, is my, t- like, how do you know. even do that? I'd have to hold it farther away, but that's just me. <laughs> so I see what you did there. <laughs> but, no, I, by the time they had dick pics on the phone, I was already old enough to know this is a stupid idea. And first of all, I don't think there's any woman in the world who ever wants for almost any reason to get a dick pic. But that's it, what I'm just, saying. I it's can't so imagine. obvious to people who are older, but I guess when you're in your 20s, you think this is going to be just a winner. And it's just, it's, it's amazing you could be that stupid, but I know people in their 20s are that stupid. And People older than their 20s. And older than their 20s, absolutely. Yes. But not certainly by the time the phone was around. I, I, I just wouldn't be. That's just who I well, am. I don't understand It's just a gross imposition kind of a thing to do. And, and it's, it's egomaniacal. It is. And, you know, if you want someone to see it in person, don't send the picture. It's just, it just, it's just it's hard a, to bring it's lighting a with fundamental you. miscalculation of your so, core audience, which is women. That is right. your core audience right. you're trying to reach. It is a fundamental miscalculation that, of how that is going to be received. But don't you think that the, the thought is this? The thought is, I want her to see my penis. <laughs> no, no, no. But yes. I want, I just, that's what I want. Right. But I know here I have more control over lighting and angles. Right. So, <laughs> To bring, like, well, if you know you're going to drop your pants, you don't have to set up lighting, you don't have to change the right. lens, you don't have to do that. Club Random is supported by ZipRecruiter. Certain people just make my life so much easier. I don't know what I'd do without them. There's my solar panel guy, Fred, and the nice lady at the dispensary, and my dog, psychologist, Helen. These are people I can't live without. If you own a growing business and need to hire people you can't live without, ZipRecruiter makes hiring so much easier because they do the work for you. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com random. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site. In fact, the hardest thing you have to do is to remember our special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash random. That's where you go to try ZipRecruiter for free. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash random. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Club Random is supported by Policy Genius. If someone relies on you financially, a child, a parent, even a business partner or a mistress, 
Life insurance gives you peace of mind that they have a financial cushion if something happens to you, no matter how awkward the funeral's going to be. And life insurance gets more expensive as you age, so it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Policy Genius makes sure you're not paying a cent more for the coverage you need. Whether you're graduating from school, planning a wedding, welcoming a baby, which could be why you're planning that wedding, <laughs> now's the time to protect your family's finances. Here's how it works. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com random to get started. Compare personalized quotes instantly. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The licensed agents who work for you not the insurance companies, are there to help you understand your options and make decisions with confidence. Head to policygenius.com random to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? I'm on my podcast talking about the podcast on my network. This must be what the metaverse feels like. Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. The HBO Max series Hacks is back. Oh, good, with a new season and a new companion podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Aniello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky will be joined by a special guest host like Hannah Einbinder, Darcy Carden, Susie Essman, and more. Unpack each episode of Deborah and Ava's hijinks. Listeners will hear stories from the show's writers, room, on set, and the world of stand-up and entertainment that inspired the show. You can listen to the official Hacks podcast on HBO Max and wherever you get your podcasts. I don't understand the whole, this whole, this is what makes me feel old. I don't understand pictures anyway. I mean, I don't understand the internet. Like everybody's taking, you go into a restaurant and they serve food and you could look at any other table and they're taking pictures of their salad you know all, all this time yeah uh, when things were served to me yes. years and years ago when people didn't have on the phone i never heard anybody at the table going oh my no, god I, does anybody have a camera no, i mean that's a millennial cliche i think there was a time when they did that more i think it became such a joke that they don't do it as much anymore but i mean but it's every your, your every bigger picture selfies everything of course no every i'm but sweetheart it is not just millennials I mean, sweetheart, I, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> Where well, do you get these references? <laughs> sweetheart, uh, my mom doesn't even call me. I sweetheart. mean, like everybody does it. It's, people our age do the same thing. They always need a picture. Uh, no, at every, yes, I, I know it. plenty of people like that. You know, I, that's the thing I hate most. I don't like my picture taken. No, I don't either. It, first of all, it's unnecessary. I can remember this. I have a memory, you know? But who stands in front of the Eiffel Tower uh, just still and smiles? Like, why does that... What are you capturing? Right. You're capturing... That's, you don't do that in life. You know, I, you know what bugs me is like they tell the audience many times before when I'm doing stand-up on the road at the theater, don't take pictures. And then you walk out and the, there's people taking pictures. I mean, it's like... Of course. Well, I hate to, even that they record. I don't do it. Uh, and recording would be even more outrageous because you do that's what Chappelle your act. Does. Do you put yours in the? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. No. That, you put it in a bag. Yeah. No. He owns that company, doesn't he? Yonder. Oh, is that right? I think he's an investor in that company. <laughs> well, I mean, that to me is a, too much of an imposition on my audience to make them put their. Are phone. you scared now? Doing stand up? No, but you know what? I was always a. One of the more controversial type. But well, that's why I'm asking you. Uh, no, I mean, like, look, you can't 
go through what I do scared, you know. But do you not feel that, because I, I got to tell you, from the Academy Awards to yeah. uh, what happened with Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. I'm rocked. And I'm rocked to the core in the, you know, I'm a scared person as it is anyway. Right. And I worry yeah, anyway. No. You don't know who's out there. And no, that's you a triggering are even thing. more. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and I think violence triggers violence. That's a triggering, that's a, I can see that's a triggering thing for so you. So you don't think now that there has been a. I mean, uh, there's a, I don't know, there's like a. The dam not, has been busted or cracked? Yes, I talked about it when Will Smith did it before this. Did, you know, I mean, um, that this war on jokes must end. But but even if it's a war on jokes, it was cancel culture. Now it is. Yes, I you can agree. beat the no, shit out of I the agree. guy because I don't like the joke. Yeah. I told somebody today when we got into the business in the 70s, no, the worst thing that would happen was somebody wouldn't laugh. You might get heckled. Right. Somebody will get up and oh, walk yeah. out. Somebody will come up to you after the show and go, what the fuck are you saying that about or my wife? You if know? you open, open for a rock band, you could have stuff thrown at you right. to get you off the stage. Right. It Not was more usually about harmful, your, you know, right. soft beer bottles. But now it's right in your face. Yeah. And, and But, the, I mean, the fundamental problem there, I think, is that the younger generation does not understand free speech. They were not taught free speech. They are so fucking spoiled and entitled to them not having a moment's discomfort with something that they don't agree with or that they find offensive or something. That so supersedes what we think but of it's not only the young as generation. the most important thing, which is free speech. Well, you know, you want to know, I, I think you spoke about this many years ago. I did many years ago. And I think it's before we were all woke, I stopped going to colleges. Because oh, yes. But you would think oh. when we started in the business, you wanted to play the colleges. And I did in the 90s. Right. And so did I. Right. And, and through the 80s, yeah. I did a tour with, with Mike Binder and... Uh, <laughs> I'd do the show, and then I'd go to the frat party. Right. <laughs> like with the college kids. Right. It was amazing. <laughs> it and was I would fun. tour every college. And then it was, I think it was the 90s, when, like the late 90s, when it started, they were the first... Uh, group that said, you know, you can't, uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but you can't refer, whatever we were referring to, whatever a culture was, whatever, they, oh. were the, they were the first. Well, they, I mean, everybody stopped playing, even clean comics. No, I yeah, mean, it was just, just a tough place. Well, they just. But, uh, but that, that, if, that kind of seeped out into our whole world. Yeah, a little bit. That, a little bit. People right. are getting knocked down because. You can't say this. Yeah. You can't say no. anything about somebody with Trust alopecia. Me. You can't say anything about. I've been banging this drum for a long time. Right, but you know, you know, but that is. There are people who will literally take the side that, oh, come on, there isn't really cancel culture. Really, just among comedians. I mean, our dear departed, recently departed friend Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God, he got canceled for a joke on Twitter. Many jokes. But, that but that's one, who he was. But that's what, but that's what comedy is. Comedy is Kathy about provoking. Griffin. I could go through it. Louis. I mean, there's a long list. Roseanne. Uh, no, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about just. And there's a smaller list, but still Aziz of people who are uh, canceled, not even for behavior, just because they were accused. Well, or just we don't like the joke. Right. You know, Kathy Griffin. We don't like that joke. I mean, that was from the right. Right. But I talk about this all the time. You know, one of the highlights of my entire career 
was coming out here in the, you said you started in 79. Were you out here? No, New York. Okay, so I was out here in 79 or 78, and Richard Pryor was going on at the Comedy Store every night, cobbling together yeah. uh, live at the Sunset oh, Strip, which is the seminal. That, yeah. He kind of taught me, he, I, I, I hold him in such reverence. He, I watched him every night, because I'd never seen anybody really work an entire act from, from day one. And at that time, you know, the context is different. You know, he was talking about Christ and he was talking about drug use and he was talking about, he was standing on stage bandaged from being burned from, uh, right. from, um, oh, so it was free basing. Right. No, but, and, and he started making jokes about that and people were uncomfortable about that. And I watched him go over the line and back and over the line and back. But it was the safety of the right. comedy club. And people understood that it was in the context of him so, trying to... Go ahead. When, when you say over the line, when he did, when he shot it as a movie, right? Right. right. Did he reel that back in? In other words, he edited out what, what edited you saw out. as over the line? He edited out... So what, there was a line even for him that was too far. I, I don't know if it was too far as far as just didn't, didn't get a laugh. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't work. And my analogy to this is, you know, it's an art form the ability to kind of cobble together words and thoughts to touch other people's That's sense of humor. and I'm sticking with it. Right. And if you kind of use the analogy the way painting is an art form, you need to take that canvas and you need to splash, you know, splash it with black. And with that black, you go, that's a little dark. I'm going to shade this and put this right. in red. And then you create a whole picture. But if you're telling us we can't use the black paint because that's too dark and that's too far. How do I shade, how do I get to the point where there's humor? They're taking away our brushes, they're taking away our colors, they're taking away, there is really in comedy, there's no such thing as too soon. Right. There's no such thing as too far. Here, here. No, but that's what, if you think of what we're saying, it's a sense of humor. If you can right. find humor, and if you look at the two masks that are comedy and tragedy, there's really no difference. One has an upside down smile and you have to find, and if you laugh, even if you're a kid, if you laugh, you go to the circus and you laugh and you take your kid and you laugh at a clown falling down, what are you laughing at? You're laughing at the misfortune of somebody you don't know with paint on their face right. that maybe fell and hurt themselves. If you're telling a joke, the, the easiest joke, two guys walking to a bar, it's not a joke unless something horrible happens to one of them, something <laughs> embarrassing happens. Right. All jokes come out of darkness. Yes. That's where humor is. Most, and yes. You, every joke. You talk about an embarrassing moment. You talk well, about how ridiculous some, something is in the news. You talk about it's not out of nice. Right? Many jokes do come out of, yes, jokes come out of everything, but I take your you point. You think a joke, there is no joke rooted so, in just nice okay, sunset. I give. <laughs> there isn't. I think, I'm sure you could find some, because you could find humor in anything. A pun is not rooted in uh, uh, darkness, it's just rooted in two words sound alike. Anyway. Okay, but it's, a, so I, I it's think a, that it's a, it's a minor a, point. I take, your, I take your point, life sucks. Which is always your point. It is my point. Okay. <laughs> and, no to, and in those moments, as somebody who suffers constantly, th that laughter and humor and finding that little path out has been my bridge to sanity. You should hang out with millennials. Why? Because they're always sad too. 
they're always like, you know, everything is anxiety. And I mean, I'm telling you, you get along perfectly. You're a millennial in, a, in, the, in an older man's body. There's just too much going in. There's just too much. So how often do you do stand-up? Never? Ever? Now I'm afraid. I do it a lot. I, I was up until COVID. I, up, I did okay. up to 200 <clears throat> nights a year. 200? I did. What? I was. 100, 150 Whoa! I was always on the road. My office is right at Van Nuys Airport, so I would take off every night. And oh, go and play. come back? Come back. Yeah. Wow, that's no, a- this side of the Mississippi. If it's that side of the Mississippi, right. then I'd stay in New York. But I was doing day. I was like oh, Leno. That's, that's like Sinatra. Leno and me. Le- no, like Leno. Leno no, but and- that's a baller move to like do it that way. Why? Again, not great for the environment, but like again. Oh, you mean fly key- private? Yeah. Well, isn't that fly- how you're doing it? You said you come back the same night. Yeah. Right. What, what's the baller that I'm flying private? Well, yeah. It's the ability at this age right. no, to, I, you know, if I have to go through an airport and three connecting flights, sweetheart. Bothering a dick. I'm the same way. Scalawag, I'm the same way. Um, but you fly but, private. Absolutely. So what, I don't understand your point. I'm just saying, never mind. It doesn't matter. It's just, uh, there's some guilt about it, but I get, I'm over it. Um, I'm not but, guilty. I'm not. I, no. I don't. I'm not guilty about it. I I go there and hopefully make a bunch of no. people happy. Exactly. And uh, and right. and I make right. myself happy and yes. I'm able to. Exactly. But I don't want to do it so much anymore. I'm afraid. I'm afraid right. of. But uh, that's a crazy amount. I never did it that much. Well, now I'm probably down to thirty. Well, that's. I mean, that's, after COVID, I I from. You're out almost every I've weekend. Done, I know no, you, I'm not. Like I see fifth, you. I'm yeah. always in Hawaii over Christmas, and I see Hawaii, you. Hawaii, yes. Day. You got to. We got to do it together one year. You know what? Would you, you, you want to know? I would love to. You, you want to you know what was this, really? You, you want to know what makes me year? sad? You know what makes me sad? Maybe I'll do it this year. Do Gil, Gilbert died. So, I that's, a, so you, you want to know Gilbert something? Gilbert was booked for that gig. That's why I'm saying. That's what makes me sad. Do you want to hear? I was on the phone with him when he got in the ambulance. I'm the last person to talk to Gilbert. Oh. And Dara called me. It, that is and, 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 that is fate. And, and I'm not even believing it, but if they get them on the show, that is fate. Really. Is there a camera over there? <laughs> I <laughs> so, hope so, because okay. I just did a take. <laughs> okay. No, I'm da, just da, saying. Dara called me oh. when he went to the hospital. And he was in the hospital, and they oh. put him in an, into an induced coma. And she called me, and she said, Howie, what do you think I should do? Bill Maher's office just called me to make travel arrangements. Yes. We have been, this has been the light in our life. This is the one thing that Gilbert has been looking forward to doing. Me too. What should I do? And I said to her, don't, don't say, you don't know what tomorrow brings. He could, he could wake up, don't take that away, let him think about that. And then two days later, he passed. But that, that's what, you, you have no idea what joy you brought him. Oh. Just by offering him that gig, he was so looking forward to it. I it was so, so sad and so hard. Yeah. I was so heartbreaking. Talk about mic. guys you've known for 40 years, but you don't really know. That's the other, before. Did you ever watch his documentary? Yes. Before I did the, but I knew him from 40 years ago, from bringing York. him up at Catch a Rising Star. Right. We started at the same club in New yeah. York. That's where I, I brought him up movie. every night. You know, and we would often, we would sit in the back of the room and laugh our asses off, uh, literalizing other people's acts. I mean, it was, it was cruel. It was like a mockery of what we thought were comedians who were like not so great. So, you know, right. He was the best and he could do their voices and he could do their acts. So, uh, you know, but over the years, I, 
I've never really had a human conversation with him. It was all in comedics. You know, it was all laughing. We would do bits and, you know, right, we would just fall right, right. into, like, making each other laugh by... But that was the, With joy. the shorthand that right. comics know. I don't have to set this up. I can just go right to this and then you'll... But he was But I thought pure... in, Ho- in Hawaii, maybe that's what would happen, that after 40 when years... he loved you... He wanted to do And he the was show. older and he was married and had kids. And maybe he and I would have a great uh, conversation we like we're having now. Or if it, and if it wasn't, then we'd just still have a great thing because he's hysterically funny. There isn't anybody that I've ever Can been around. But he's dead. Can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you're asking me to do the Aflac commercial. I, I feel like this is one right? of those. It's, I don't know. This he is, got fired from Aflac. He right. died. I don't want to take his job. I don't... I, 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 but this is like one of those things. I'll be there. I'd love to jump up on stage. In a mo- Where, do you play every island? We play Maui on the 30th, December 30th. And, and then you do the... Uh, Honolulu, New Year's Eve. Always at the same place, right? Always at the same place. Yeah, they love you there. We can. I'll let you decide. We can fly back after the show on New Year's and be home at 9 a.m. January 1st. Or we can stay over. Because I think the plan... No, I've already got reservations. I'm there. Oh, I'm, you're already I'm, I'm, there. I'm, I'm there. not playing. I'm, oh. I'm in Hawaii. I'm always in Hawaii. The last time I was in Hawaii... Please. I, I always see... Can I put your name you on have. the bill? Uh, let me ask my... I'll give you money. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, maybe not what you're... Who do you have? <laughs> no, it's not about money, but maybe I'll write off my jet there. Oh, Wendy Liebman, who's fantastic. I love Wendy. Yes. Is she okay? She was in a car accident. She was booked five years ago. And got in the car accident. And couldn't do it that year. And now I said, well, Oh, my well, God. Well, uh, you're you gonna... booked her five years ago. She got hit by a car. And, and now Gilbert, I know. Bo- Gilbert, also, Gilbert died. And Saget did it two years ago. And he's dead. So, no. No, I'm not going to. No. No. The only thing I'll do that's even close to you, I'm staying home this Christmas on my fucking trampoline Getting my <laughs> lymphatic system as healthy as possible. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. I got to go work on my day job. Oh, this is over? <laughs> this is it? So what happened? You just leave, but you don't tell me <laughs> no, this no, is over? No, just and leave. then I'm again, I started in the I'm room now, I'm alone. i give you a big, wet, sloppy No, guess. no, and don't call me sweetheart anymore. <laughs> because I feel happy. like the I'm, way to get over your issue is by I just, know, the queen. You know, no, she made it. <laughs> I've got so much no. weird information. No. You have no idea. And that's another thing. I have this well, incredible well, fun. This was so much fun. It really is. I do love you. I love you, too. I do. And I think I, you're one of the I, brightest, funniest, most charming human beings. And didn't we beings. advance our relationship like more in Yeah, we're just last... two loving scallywags <laughs> with healthy lymphatic <laughs> systems. We didn't. We hope. <laughs> backyard going there's nothing cool about this going two more minutes and those lymph glands why are you coughing because you made me laugh fool okay thanks it's been nice talking to you